Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Somebody Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. She was hired to fix DC's 911 problems. It was the worst I'd ever seen. But instead says she was fired for exposing the failures. The blame belongs in leadership. Now the I-team digs into what fueled the mayor's decision. Tonight on 7 News at 5. Hey everybody, Holden here. Because of your support, the Wizard and the Bruiser is about to start getting advertising, which is like a really huge deal for us. And for that, I just want to say thank you. In the meantime, if you could fill out this short survey, it would really, really help us out a lot. All you have to do is go to this website. It's wondery.com forward slash survey. Once again, that's wondery, W-O-N-D-E-R-Y dot com forward slash survey. It shouldn't take too much of your time and it'll really, really help us out. Thank you so much for listening and on with the show. everybody it's your crazy crazy lucky loser bruiser holden mcneely and it's me your sane and grounded uh wizard and here to tell you that everything's going to be okay and just take one step at a time cowabunga we're back for episode two of the teenage ninja turtles jake this world is shockingly huge i mean i stopped after teenage Mutant ninja turtles 2 secret of the ooze and by the way i called my notes today i titled my mm-hmm. notes today Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Bruise. And I felt really, like, oddly awesome about that. I was just like, there's no reason to title your notes. You don't have to call them anything. But I was just like, nailed it. Um, So anyways, this is our... You just sent that pun to thousands of listeners directly in their ear holes. (laughs) Episode 2 is all of the stuff that happened essentially, like, after I stopped paying attention to the Ninja Turtles up to when I started paying attention again Mm. because I did actually go and watch both... Michael Bay films, the first one in the theater, and the second one I saw a week or so ago with Lexi. We were drunk and we had fun. Um, man, uh, do I like that this whole crazy franchise has continued on through college. It has never went, through, it never went away. Through high school, college, going to New York, being an adult, like this fucking franchise. Here's the thing: is uh, what I what I what I've noticed is a lot of people are very defensive about the Ninja Turtles. Uh, you know, I remember the huge fan backlash when uh, Michael Bay's production company got a hold of it. I remember how people hate the designs of the new Nickelodeon show. They hated uh, the 2003 cartoon, or like they hated the 1980s cartoon because they grew up with the 2003 cartoon. Everybody has this pure vision of what the Ninja Turtles are. But like, here's the thing: every virgin version of wow. the Ninja Turtles <laughs> has ruined the Ninja Turtles. For 
<laughs> take a shot. That's a Jake Young f- f- Freudian slap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even uh, you know our beloved cartoon was a slap in the face to what the comic book Ninja Turtles was yeah. uh, originally to to a lot of people. I mean, it is it is just a constant. Um, version of what whatever the kids want at that time and it is it's just specifically a what a bunch of weird old men think the kids yeah want. exactly yeah. of like where we're at and then just like how do we shove toys into their faces as like, fast as possible in the nickelodeon this was uh in the uh, after 2006 i believe eastman and laird officially sold the rights to the viacom corporation so like now nickelodeon like owns the ninja turtles and you know what was their big update uh, they decided to change Michelangelo's catchphrase from Kawabunga to Booyakasha. <laughs> <laughs> rip, 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 rippity rap. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so let's, let's just, we're, we're here to cover everything we didn't cover last episode and there's so much stuff. I do actually want to go back a little ways um, to the cartoon and just kind of round up where we were at. I mean, we talked about um, just all the great toys. You know, it brought back a lot of memories for me. I'm just going to go ahead and throw out the laundry list of toys that I recall from those days. <laughs> mm. uh, I had the blimp. I had the pizza shooter van. I had the actual turtles van. I had the sewer. I had did the technodrome. Ha- did you have the little uh, like motor, uh, jet ski with the electric yeah. Eels? That you could put in the pool in the tub with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Totally. I like being naked with my turtles. Yeah, <laughs> I love being naked with my turtles. Oh, and also I had like the samurai version of the Ninja Turtles, the, the astronaut, astronaut version of the, the Ninja detective Turtles. version. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> so, dude, all of them. The I, football Leo. Yeah, all the sports ones. I had all that stuff. I and and um, I had the pizza guy. The, it was a, Italian It was kind of racist It was an Italian <laughs> chef But he had a pizza roller For a leg And he was just Disgusting looking And he looked awful And horrible And I think my mom Like almost didn't let me get it Because it was so gross looking And that's what I liked About the turtles so much Is that all the monsters Look so gross and gnarly And it like made my mom Sick to her stomach You know what it made me Flash back to After we finished the episode Is all the knockoffs That came out in the mm. wake Like just the entire Blank blank animal blank Yeah so you have a list I mean here, there right? was uh, Biker Mike from Mars. Uh-huh. Uh, Battle Toads was uh-huh. just like literally just the Ninja Turtles again. A video game version of them, yeah. Uh, Extreme Dinosaurs. Yes. Uh, Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Wars. Uh-huh. Mm, Bucky uh, O'Hare was pretty good, actually. Yeah, was it good? Yeah. My, uh, uh, who's, who was uh, Neil Adams, right? He was the guy that yeah. did that? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, oh, my favorite is the Wild West C-O-W Cowboys of Moo Mesa Yes which I Cowboys of Moo Mesa Was fucking was awesome was on, It was on Fox It's it was, a real cowboy I think it's a Mirage <laughs> show Right I think it's um, Living wh- by the code of wisdom <laughs> 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 Moo Mesa <laughs> Yeah that was a go That connected with you Personally Marcus It did, <laughs> did very much Connect with me personally It's like Oh those are all the guys That are kicking my ass But they're cows And fun So that's the yeah. thing So we hit up Marcus We were like Hey we're doing part two At Ninja Turtles and he was like, well, I have to come on here today and talk about Cowboys and Moo Mesa, so I'm glad you could be here. To, and to, now uh, I've talked about it, and, and these guys can fuck off. Yeah, we're, we're done. done. It's over. We're done. Uh, the dumbest one was Snailians, supersonic <laughs> shell fighters. They were intergalactic snails that used high-tech shell armor. They had big muscles? They had uh, big muscles, and... Uh, I'm going to throw this in there. Gargoyles. Ah. Gargoyles was, like, if you break it down, it's literally just Ninja Turtles with the, like, group of disparate personalities named after uh, unexpected things. Because it's, like, Brooklyn and and Bronx. 
Uh, and Batman the Animated Series with, like, the dark tone and, like, the weird, like, amorphous villains. Yeah. So, oh. like, Gargoyles was, like, the ultimate 90s cartoon. Okay, mm. unless I missed it, it looks like you skipped over Street Sharks. Is that correct? I, I was going <laughs> to mention Street Sharks as well. So, I have been dying to do this idea. I want to do possibly a live-action Street Sharks where it's about them after they've gone through retirement and, and rehab and they're, like, living in a condo in L.A. trying to, like, restart their careers. And it's set in modern day and their muscles are all deflated because they like did a bunch of steroids and stuff and they're all like going through depression and you know they're all like in and out of uh, de- detox and stuff they're at so, like uh, used car shows being like Jossum remember that <laughs> well the <laughs> Jossum uh, the names of the street sharks were Jab Streaks with an X uh, Slamu <laughs> and and Ripster <laughs> what were the names of the Battletoads it was uh, like like pimple, pimple, rash, and zits. Pimple, yeah. rash, and zits. So gross. It was all about just grossing your parents out. Mm-hmm. It was just an attempt to constantly do that because kids thought it was really rad to gross their parents out, which is why I liked like ooze. Now, stuff. if you want to do that, you just have to uh, post dank memes about how Jews are bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Some of the allies in Street Sharks was Moby Lick. You get it? <laughs> uh, Manta Man. Uh, El Sordo mm. uh, and the Dino Avengers. Ah. That would be T Bone, Steggs, Bullseye, and Spike. Of course, so many nicknames for human penises. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was also the food. Who uh, we can't? I mean, I I had the food Ninja fighters. Tur- oh, no. The Ninja Turtle cereal at my house. Mm-hmm. The, it was it was essentially checks with Ninja Turtles marshmallows in it. It didn't taste good, but I had to have it every single week. You know what I remember about that is that they were just basic ass checks, but they on the box they were like made with corn nets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, corn nets, and they had um, uh, uh, a tiny little uh, pouch that would come in the cereal, call, and they called it a pizza crunchabungas, and it was a uh, pizza flavored corn snacks. Very gross sounding. Um, <laughs> oh, you had a uh, Hostess Ninja Turtles pudding. Pies. It had green glop in them. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. Fluorescent green pudding. <laughs> Royal ooze gelatin desserts. And man, I remember this clear as day. The Burger King Kids Club. Mm. The little magnet toys. And they gave out VHSs too, I think. Yeah, I remember. I begged my parents to take me to Burger King so constantly. I could get those tapes. And Yeah, constantly. Uh, you know what my favorite toy when I was a kid? I had uh, a Raphael and a Leonardo costume kit. With, like, the knee pads, armbands, yes. a dumb mask, yes. and a plastic version of the weapons. And all I ever did was just play with the weapons. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. And it was just a plastic, like, two plastic sticks in the vague shape of a sword. Yes, yeah. I will be posting on Facebook me dressed as an intro for Halloween. <laughs> uh, definitely. <laughs> My favorite thing to do with the action figures was uh, all of the arms and legs and heads were interchangeable. Mm-hmm. You could pop them off. So I would pop all the arms, legs, and heads off and then make these weird amalgamated, uh, like, creatures. Like, these monsters. Totally. Who mutates the mutants? (laughs) (laughs) And I remember, yeah, and all the turtle heads were like squishy, so you could like squish in the heads, which was endlessly fun um, alone in my room. So I also (laughs) wanted to mention, we briefly talked about coming out of their shells, the concert tour. It was glossed over last uh, episode, mainly because we had just bigger fish to fry, but now I want to spend a minute on that because you've got Donatello on keyboards, Leonardo on bass, Raphael on drums and sax, Michelangelo on guitar. It's hilarious. I rewatched some of it today. They went on a full tour. Um, the whole plot was that April is kidnapped by Shredder and the Turtles have to rescue her using the power of rock and roll because Shredder hates music. Now, can we get um, the Shredder rap here because I think it's very powerful. Music! I 
the worst. That is, I've been to like a lot of white people karaoke, and that is by far the worst flow I've ever heard in my entire yeah, right? life. It's the worst. <laughs> and of course, they, but he's of course uh, uh, rapping a, a music song, so that was kind of fun. And then, um, but they win the day with the uh, power of pizza. Maybe can we get a, a little bit of pizza power? This is the I think like this is the runaway hit of the entire show. Oh, you have the the, the I love the pizza delivery boy dancers that come out and break dance during this song. Mm. It's we gotta wait till it gets to the chorus. It'll happen very fast. So, by the way, this song is about binge eating pizza to mm-hmm. feel good. Yes. <laughs> this explains so much of my life and current health problems. <laughs> Pizza's what makes us feel good. Oh, I don't have man. diabetes. I'm just overflowing with pizza power. How much coke, booze, and women do you think was flowing backstage during those shows? <laughs> How crazy do you think it got? Can you imagine anything more frustrated than like having a groupie just be like, oh my God, I love the way you were Raphael playing the drums and or saxophone up there. Let me blow you. And he doesn't be like, oh no, I'm wearing an entire vinyl bodysuit. This takes an hour. No. Don't get me erect. It hurts in the suit. There's not room for an erection. Have we mentioned that all the Ninja Turtles are wearing like uh, bedazzled jean vests? Yes, they're all dressed like quote unquote rockers in the 90s. Oh man, the whole no, thing. even at the time, no rockers actually dressed like this. <laughs> and um, they were, the whole thing was sponsored by Pizza Huts. They were giving out uh, like uh, uh, move the the D, the CDs and stuff at Pizza Hut and everything. And Pizza Hut was like all over the show. I mean, it's just disgusting. It's the whole thing is disgusting. I mentioned the scratch and sniff pizza stickers that I had it's back the in the day. Those smelled like vomit. The, uh, it's just like, it's, yeah, it's nothing but cocaine. I, was, uh, I also remember that uh, uh, Splinter had like a slow rock jam <laughs> called Skipping Stones. We're not yes, play called it. Skipping Stones. And they sh- kept showing a video of like a little boy on a lake skipping stones while he sang it. It's so. Let's just start a minute 13 in <laughs> and see where this, because I'm looking at a picture of this weird rat costume, <laughs> tattered costume, famous <laughs> Japanese man. Picking up. Oh no. Oh my god. He's like doing tai chi. I would have been so scared of that rat in a, in a, <laughs> watching that in the theater. It's a man in a gigantic rat, raggedy rat costume doing tai chi, uh, holding a microphone, and then interspersed it, with videos of old men whittling. Looks like life. Is he doing the Japanese accent? That's what I want to know. This is the most filler-ass filler shit. <laughs> Let's skip ahead. Oh, there's so many costume changes this, happening. This while song he... is five minutes long. Boom! Oh, yeah. It's worse than I remember! It seems as though Sounds like a guy from Sonic Youth. Talk shit about Thurston more like that. Nothing like Thurston. 
that's... See, because we talked about this paradox before, in that it's kind of much like Sonic the Hedgehog, the Ninja Turtles have to be quote-unquote cool, but what's cool is a moving target, especially when it's like old men in a corporation trying to like figure out what's cool. Right. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it just it makes no sense. Why don't they just why why wasn't there a song there about like training the turtles or something? Why skipping? It sounds like a dude wrote a song. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't get a record deal and just put it into this coming out of their shells live show. I broke into little Stevie Van Zant's house one time and tried to get him to use this song and he kicked me out and caught me arrested. But now, now I'm the rat man. <laughs> so okay, so. Uh, Clearly, things get out of hand with the turtles, all right? The, clearly, things go bananas. But there are actually some kind of interesting points that happen with actually some decent quality, to my knowledge, at least from looking at it. Now, again, I don't really have a re- relationship with, with this part of turtledom, of the turtle history. Um, and, and that all starts with, I think, more... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures, the comic book that did happen around the time of me watching the show. It started, it went from is this August. the Archie comics? This is the Archie comics. Okay. It went from 1988 to 1995. Um, they stuck to the TV show for the first five issues. But then Ryan Brown and Stephen Murphy get on board. Now, Ryan Brown, he was a staff artist for Mirage Studios, um, of course, who did the Turtles show. He designed Farmer Mike, the Michelangelo farmer action figure with the tractor. Did you have that one, Marcus? I did not have that. God, who do you think I am? There's one with a farmer on it. That's like my paw. Put it in a gun and shoot it at the boy. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so that was a figure for Playmates. Uh, he also made like a pinup of Ninja April O'Neil and Ninja April O'Neil ends up being an actual character in the comic book. She ends up training and becoming like a good fighter and fighting with the Turtles for this comic series. But then also a really interesting guy named Stephen Murphy be- uh, comes on board with Ryan Brown. Now he wrote a comic book entitled Puma Blues. Do you know about Puma Blues? I have no idea. Puma Blues is fucking interesting. It follows... Gavia Immer, a governmental fauna agent or a game warden, as he goes through an existential dilemma while watching videos his father left him after his death. It all deals with like wildlife and nature. It's really dreamy and psychedelic and bizarre and just wholly unique looking. It looks kind of like a lot of like illustrations of like nature done like almost National Geographic style, but in this weird trippy comic book form. It looks really, it's kind of nuts that he went from that to this, but it makes sense. Well, did you read the uh, Ninja Turtles Archie comic? It was very environmentalist, right? It was extremely... Mm -hmm. I I loved it when I was a kid. I read every single issue. No shit. Yeah, it was was really bizarre, too. It was really strange, but extremely environmental. The Ninja Turtles comic and the Sonic comic both, like, went in their own weird alternate, like, trajectory. Yeah, it's like Manta Man became one of the main (laughs) characters, uh, Uh, and he uh called everyone plankton chips (laughs) (laughs) as an insult. It was one... Uh, And there was one story arc where they battled the four horsemen of the apocalypse. What? Like, it was fucking... That's so cool. It was weird. Weird as shit, but man, every every single month we'd go to like if when we were in the mall, go to Walden Books so I could pick up my Ninja Turtle Archie comic. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, it was what? Do you remember the Mighty Mutanimals? Oh yeah, I do. I forgot about the Mighty Mutanimals. <laughs> Dreadmon and Jaguar and Leatherhead and Mondo Gecko and Man Ray and uh, my two of my favorite action figures, Wingnut and Screwloose, all members. Man Ray was uh, he was the main character, then not Man to Man, Man Ray. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and Wingnut was one of my favorite uh, 
action figures. No as well. way, man. Mondo Gecko was the craziest one. <laughs> it was all bumpy. Wasn't he the one with the? He had like a skateboard. He I had think? a skateboard. His tongue was out, and uh, because I was so insecure uh, as a kid, anything that just screamed like "This is what a cool person's like," I was immediately like, "Oh, good. I'll, I'll learn from this." <laughs> oh my god. I'm looking at these. Oh, man, I'm getting flashbacks on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles presents Mighty Mutanimals because it was just Raphael uh, yeah. with the Mighty Mutanimals that went to a different planet where they were battling this evil space bug queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, oh, God, it was so good. Oh, shit, I kind of remember some of that. I did read some of that. I did read some of that. three-issue miniseries. I knew I had some of the comic books at my home. I didn't know which ones, though. Uh, definitely not the later ones we're about to talk about. This was more still kind of in the wheelhouse because we're late 80s early 90s mm-hmm. here um but definitely had never heard of um the mutant turtles uh, chojin densetsu hin uh which stands for superman legend uh ninja turtles anime oh, the oavs yes. that's what you're getting into yes yes uh it, it's pretty amazing um i did uh, have marcus pull up the voice of krang in these it's it's really just an hour-long Special that they made in Japan to hawk toys. Yeah. And they look hilarious. It's all anime versions of um, the Ninja Turtles. Also, they all form together to create... No, 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 that's a different one. There was two of them. Both uh, hawked a different power set or new addition to the lore to sell more toys. No, they yes, they do combine to become the giant turtle saint. So they <laughs> literally just created an anime-like version of the turtles. But can, can we... It, it made me laugh, so may, can we hear the voice of Krang um, is the greatest. That's Shredder. And he's saying, Dark Moo, a spirit that beholds the deadliest power in the galaxy, sleeps inside of this dark muta stone. Mm. <laughs> All the turtles. All the turtles look ridiculous. Oh yeah, the turtles needed like magic crystals to transform. Yes, they uh yes, they needed uh uh the use of the muta stones mm-hmm. uh allowed. If we resurrect her, the dark power will be unleashed and the earth will be destroyed. Yes. <laughs> yes, the dark muta stones were what transformed Shredder and uh Krang. It is just straight up uh ridiculous. So I had to highlight that. Um speaking of uh straight up ridiculous, wait, are we at the uh, live action? God, there's so many, Jake. It's yeah. so much of it. I think this is, is Ninja Turtles the next mutation? Is that the live action? Yes. So the original cartoon, oh, so uh, all good things must come to an end. Uh, we talked about the <laughs> Red Sky period mm. where uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was losing market share thanks to uh, superhero cartoons like X-Men and Batman the Animated Series that offered, and, Dar- and Gargoyles, that offered like darker, more serious stories for the gr- aging boy audience. And... Um, uh, it didn't work, uh, you know. The so the Ninja Turtles kind of had their day in the sunset, and uh, for like a year they were gone. But then they came back, and you know what the new hotness was? It wasn't cartoons anymore. It was motherfucking Kaka crossover. Kaka crossover. Oh my god! It, in the new studio, that just bellowed. Kaka <laughs> crossover. Uh, Jake, do the dishes. D- Jake, do the laundry. Damn. <laughs> um, Power Rangers. Yes. <laughs> 
Power Rangers and Saban Entertainment, and you will know all about that from our Power Rangers episode. And uh, they created a real just dumb looking. Uh, was this successful? No, it was an unprecedented failure. It was uh, <laughs> unlike uh, Power Rangers, where they just imported uh, footage from Japan for all the actual like you know fighting and robots and stuff. They had to actually replicate a level of practical effects that was like basically from the movies into a television show, which is its own hassle in terms of just time and money. Yeah. And uh, and famously, the reason why anyone even ever mentions uh, the next mutation besides Venus, Venus de Milo, <laughs> the girl turtle the with fucking turtle. turtle boobs. Yeah, introduced a female mutant turtle called Venus, and she is so objectified in the and and just the tiny amount of sh- of show that I watched her, with her in it. Her mask, her like ninja mask, like braids into like a little ponytail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she didn't even get a weapon. She had like magic powers. Uh-huh. So like half the show is just about her, uh, like reading minds. Yeah, and... like re- you know, doing that like dumb. Like I sense that he's angry. Wait, <laughs> like, hold on, Marcus. Are you getting turned on? I'd buy that for a dollar. All mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only thing you will buy for a dollar are the VHSs at Goodwill, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so uh direct kind, kind of like the the live action one isn't quite so uh, but the the illustrations are you know Oh, you found DeviantArt. Oh, okay. no, this is ah. not DeviantArt at all. Like that's uh Shell, t- shell boobs. <laughs> <laughs> very strange. I'm just saying, if they're going to have shell boobs and they have to show the Ninja Turtles' gross male turtle penises, one of the most horrifying things Mother Nature has ever ever created. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, Peter Laird always uh, traditionally has hated this Venus character uh, in, in uh, making 2007 CGI Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Director Kevin Monroe uh, got instructions from Peter Laird, and one of those instructions was there's absolutely no mention of Venus de Milo, the female turtle. You can't even joke about that with Peter, he said. It's just one of those things that he hates with a passion. And I mean, this guy is, seems to be pretty cool with a lot of the ridiculous bullshit <laughs> that happened in the whole Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lore. He loves the new movies, like all this stuff, and well, Peter he Laird, cannot stand Venus. Peter Laird was essential for the 2003 series, which is uh, the animated series, which has its own like fan base, it is that's like part right. of the reason that we can't really claim ownership of Ninja Turtles anymore. Yeah, and and we should mention Peter Laird uh, wrote the uh, co-wrote the original comic book, so I mean he's been there since the very. He, right? was, he was the artist. Yeah, he's the artist and rather. co-collaborator he, and with uh, what is it Eastman? Yeah, right? Kevin Eastman. Kevin Eastman wrote, wrote it. Laird did the uh, illustration. So I wasn't here last week. Did you guys talk about the Ninja Turtles on Oprah? We, va- we mentioned we that it was it. one of the biggest viral videos of the past two years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we actually played it, though. Yeah, we didn't play it or yeah. anything like that. I or- just wanted to make sure, to just, so everyone knows the ridiculousness of the Ninja Turtles and how awful And it was, it was the coming out of their shell tour Turtles. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, Man, I love those old talk shows, like Guar on mm. the old talk show. <laughs> what, what happens in the Turtles one? I think it's been a minute since I... Uh, it's like 40 seconds long if you want to play it. Sure. Yeah. It's not our data plan. <laughs> Guys, let me ask you this. Do you sometimes wish that April was a turtle? Whoa, oh, definitely. Conceptually, that works for me. You know, I mean, Where are you going? Oprah. Oh, man, I cracked myself up. <laughs> Oprah, I've been oh, trying man. to talk her into an interspecies relationships for months now. Whoa, so. hey, well, Chill, man. And she won't do it. She huh? can't no, hold her breath. No, she I'm can't do it. The biggest problem is she can't hold her breath long enough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And then they cut to well, just two okay, traumatized 10-year-olds in the audience. 
just like the perfect picture of innocence lost. (laughs) It's actually three. It's two kids standing next to each other looking horrified, and then another kid looking angry. (laughs) And he's wearing a turtle shell. (laughs) So gross. Uh, (laughs) Um... Where where even do we go next? Well, the 2003 show that you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, though I should, I would like to, to mention a couple of the allies from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the next mutation live action show, and that would be uh, Andre the Blind Man, who plays chess with Splinter, and Bongo, a giant escaped gorilla. All right, James, <laughs> that's all I got for that. All right, so yeah, there's a TV series in 2003 uh, that you, yeah, mm-hmm. that happened, what, it, it debuted on Fox's Fox Box program, Programming block uh, and uh, it was February a, 8, 2003. Yeah. It was a three-way collaboration between Four Kids Entertainment, which like uh, you know does a lot of anime stuff and like kind of uh, ran the table on late 2000s kids TV uh, and Fox and Mirage Studios themselves. So Peter Laird had a lot of control over what happened on the show and. It did a ton to just erase the 1987 series. I love Turtles Forever, the the final film that they made. Uh, oh, we yeah. kind of lead up to that, but I just reading the concept of it made me hard, but I didn't actually no, watch it. No, it's genuinely good. Um, but uh, so things that were uh, brought into the series by, oh, I, I, I sang this guy's praises in the last, David Wise. All the mm. stuff that David Wise brought in they got rid of because they didn't want to deal with the licensing, they didn't want to deal with the rights, and they saw the 87 cartoon as a bastardization of their original vision. So, Krang is gone. Uh, April O'Neil isn't a news reporter anymore. Uh, 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 Bebop and Rocksteady aren't there anymore. And the show has an insanely darker tone. Yeah. Uh, What a lot of people remember the most and remember fondly is that even though the Turtles still are like brothers and they still like joke around with each other, there are these epic long uh plot you know plot arcs that kind of like almost like an anime that take like entire seasons to go through um the villains are way more intense there's characters like uh hun and the purple dragons and uh baxter stockman i think we talked about this in the in the turtles cartoon uh baxter stockman was the uh scientist who created the mousers and every time one of his plans failed he would appear back on the next episode with a piece of himself missing whoa suggesting that like uh yakuza style shredder had like cut a piece off as a show of shame that's awesome and it got so bad that he was basically a brain and an eyeball in a jar (laughs) (laughs) this is like this is well at obviously right well after uh batman animated series do you think that that had like a major influence on this just having a darker, grittier version of the Turtles, kind of like they went with Batman? Um, maybe. I mean, I think so. I think they definitely wanted to, like, I mean, considering I, I watched a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of, like, these fans take pride that their Turtles was more serious, that mm. they dealt in more uh, extreme situations. Uh, they had a lot of, like, interdimensional fights and a lot of, uh, like, uh, crossovers that really harken back not only to the Turtles, but to uh, the 80s indie comic scene that they came from. Mm. Um, well, you mentioned uh, uh, that it was kind of almost anime-like in terms of some of the arcs. After the first four seasons, which they spend uh, oh, I love in this. New York City and everything, they end up uh, in the, this season five Ninja Tribunal arc, which was this very where, Dragon Ball sounding. This is where it gets really weird. So despite being popular for like four years, four seasons, once again, interest starts dipping and... They decided to like update the turtles with Ninja Turtles fast forward, where they're in the future yep. and things are fun again. And like you know, it was like an entirely different 
They're, uh, what, it's the year 2105. They befriend Cody Jones, April and Casey Jones' grandson. <laughs> that's like, they, they and do do all the stuff like in the, in the far future. They fight, fuck it. Yeah, they <laughs> fight computer viruses and cyber world. And they would like totally, re, they would do giant redesigns of like the look and everything mm-hmm. of the turtles. They, they would totally just rewrite the script in, in huge ways. And, and the season five thing, it's all very Dragon Ball-like that they are asked to combat the ancient Tengu Shredder, a feudal Japan Shredder. And oh, uh, they have to train we and forgot channel to mention. Their, their in, chi and in, shit. In this season, uh, in this series, uh, the Shredder uh, turned out to be a Utron, a Krang-like alien creature that was actually uh, cast out of his home dimension mm. and embodied the form of an ancient Japanese warlord, mm. crime boss. And so, like, there's, like, Shredder and Utram Shredder, which is this, like, badass-looking Krang fucker. Huh. But Peter Laird and Mirage Studios wanted to go forward with what their vision for the fifth season was, which was, yeah, the Ninja Tribunal arc, which involved, like, chi powers and, like, this intense, like, war against, like, demons and shit. But Fox and Four Kids were like, no, 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 we're we're skipping that. We're going right to the fun future. Like, every bad cartoon's like, we're going to space. We're right. going to the digital world. We're going, you know... We got to change. We got to change it up. We got to get kids to buy more toys. And so Peter Laird and Mirage Studios, having like already started the work on the tribunal arc, just said, fuck it. I'm Peter fucking Laird. I have more money than God. We're just going to finish producing those episodes anyway. And then like after the fast forward season aired, they successfully negotiated with uh, all the parties involved. It was like, listen, we have a season of badass Ninja Turtles cartoons ready to go. You want it or not? Mm-hmm. And that's like unheard of in the animation world. But that's because Eastman and Laird stood up for their rights very early on in a way that a lot of comic creators famously, you know, the people that, you know, created superheroes like Superman and Spider-Man and all that did not have. And it kind of like, it kind of gives a glimpse of like what the world could have looked like if these creators actually had the money and prestige and power that was kind of rightfully theirs for making these contributions to culture. Absolutely. And, uh, and I feel passionate about stuff. <laughs> I know, it's great. I, <laughs> I, I'm shocked at how passionate I am about the Ninja Well-constructed argument articulately made. <laughs> yes! I, My dick feels funny. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to uh, go to, yeah, the Turtles Forever uh, 09 TV movie uh, that kind of finishes the whole Turtles mm-hmm. 2003 TV series off. This is such a cool, let me just d- d- read out this plot description. The story centers around the Turtles encountering their 1987 animated counterparts. They fucking like visit their fucking the yeah. 87 Turtles and like duke it out and stuff. Not only that, but the 87 Turtles are animated in the exact style of the original cartoon and that when they go to so 80s cool. world, like the backgrounds are painted in like the classical style. It's so cool. They have different voices and uh, the, cli- uh, spoiler alert, Climax, they end up going to the Turtles Prime universe. Yes. Which is just a black and white recreation of the original of comic. the Mirage comics That's and cool. going up against, the, yeah, with, the, with uh, those Turtles as well. How, and they're scared of those turtles. How fucking cool is that? That's it's, such a great idea. No, it's super fun. It's definitely worth watching. Um, so anyways, uh, it makes me want to weirdly go back and watch O3 tur- Turtles, which is really bizarre. Just watch Turtles Forever. I think it'll do it'll it'll get the job done. Uh, yeah. I watched a lot of like clips and stuff and it is very like heavy-handed and melodramatic and a lot of like sure. There's just a lot of like Leonardo and Raphael being like you're st- Strong warrior, but you're even better as a brother. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's just dude, like dude feels right, right. 
And uh, uh, there was a, a manga that I don't know much about, but they had the, the mangas were Mutant Turtles, Super Turtles, Mutant Turtles Gaiden, and Mutant Turtles 3. Uh, we briefly talked about the Image Comics run. Yeah, I didn't even fucking go to... Honestly, dude... I realized, too, that I, I didn't even... I mentioned the 2007 CGI Ninja Turtle film, but then I realized I didn't actually circle back and do a bunch of research on that because that's how many different <laughs> fucking TV and film French and comic book fran- versions of Turtles there are. I, I still have a laundry list of them to go over, and that's just the shit that I did research on. You know what? We got to take a break. We got to calm down. We got to, <laughs> like, you know, kind of let the, let, the, let the torrent of media just kind of, like, overwhelm us and just let us float above it. How do you feel about Ninja Turtles? Tournament fighters. Ah, which <laughs> what? Wait, you didn't you didn't want you didn't play that? It was a, a Super Nintendo fighting game. No, it was pretty good. I was fucking awesome with Wingman. No, <laughs> Wingman was in that. Yeah. Ah. By, by the way, we did cover Turtles in Time, mm. NES Turtles, uh, arcade uh, beat 'em up Turtles uh, in the last episode. Didn't play the fighting game though. Again, it, Turtles. It's 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 always in search of cool. So what right. was so beat 'em ups weren't popular anymore. Now it was fighting games that were moving the chart. So they're like, fuck it, we'll do a fighting game. And there's like there was a version for regular Nintendo, Genesis, and Super Nintendo, and it is it is not what we call a competitive tier title. <laughs> we're not going to find the Turtles Tournament Fighter uh, 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 Rack Pro League at, at Evo. Evo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. It was still fun though. I was like, yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty good with Wingnut. Was he a charge character or a motions? Uh, he was a flying character where you could like fly up and like kind of fly do a dive kick, s- spit on people, dive kicks. Oh, yeah. fucking cheap. Yeah. Did you? Well, do you, I mean, I'm not very good at these. <laughs> <laughs> what with those wrangly hands? I bet you could do all sorts of inputs. Well, I don't know. I'm pretty good with Balrog on a. Uh, yeah, yeah Marcus, that's good. Marcus tests me with Balrog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. And never play Mike Lawrence in Mar- Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> no, when we never li- play him. when we lived together, it was just he was like, "Yeah, let's download Marvel vs. Capcom." You know, we'll just play. It was like he just. He just fucking destroyed me for an hour. I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. Just let him feel what winning is like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, back then, he needed it. Back in 2010. Were you guys familiar with the IDW uh, comic? Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic? No. IDW acquires the license and starts releasing a comic book in 2011. Um, Oh, I think it's actually still going today, rather. It it started in uh, 2011, Mm -hmm. though, after the franchise was sold to Nickelodeon. Um, They had Kevin Eastman uh, consulting, essentially. um, Well, this is the weirdest thing about the the, that deal is Nickelodeon owns all the rights. You know, it is, they are their characters to work with. But the caveat is Mirage Studios has the has the in perpetuity uh permission to produce up to 18 black and white comics a year of anything they want so that means like no matter how gentrified and like kidified this series gets there's always going to be weird turtle comics where things get like super fucked up and violent <laughs> which has been the case this entire time mhm mhm and and this one this felt this one feels a bit more gritty a bit more kind of raw than some of the others um yeah, what Shredder uh, is, uh, his name is Saki. It, they start in, like, feudal Japan. Oroku um, Saki. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, he actually kills uh, what essentially is reincarnated, the reincarnated spirit of uh, Splinter and, and the Turtles. Like, they're actual, they're like, he, okay, Splinter in this is 
uh, the human Yoshi, and he is in the Foot Clan, and him and his kids, like, he runs away from the Foot Clan, so mm. he's deemed a traitor. Splinter, straight up, known, uh, who is known as Saki, uh, before he's Shredder in this, he straight up murders him and his kids, and then they get reincarnated into a rat and four turtles that are in Baxter's laboratory, and the Foot Clan go to try to steal this secret mutagen from Baxter's laboratory, and end up um, taking the rat and the turtles with them, and then the sewer happens and the mutagen happens and like they lose them all in there and uh, that's how we get them so it's a lot more kind of a darker cor- I origin. read like a one shot in preparation for this and it had Leonardo like fighting the foot clan the whole time having like weird past life memories of his human mother and it was very weird to me and I didn't know why it was happening until you just said this <laughs> there was a <laughs> It's a Batman crossover in 2015, uh, which is really weird. There, I mean, there's a Batman crossover with Elmer Fudd right now. Yeah, Comics that, are yeah. fun right now, what guys. What is happening? Head on over to your local comic book <laughs> shop. Move past the 18 columns of Funko Pops. Move past the D&D games. Move past the t-shirts. Move past the plushies and find the sole wall of comics that are left. <laughs> Look at the price and go, oh, really? And then buy them anyway and have yourself up to 20 minutes of fun. <laughs> when I was uh, back in Texas last week, I went by and uh, visited my old comic book store, my old college comic book oh, store, nice. and found Spawn issue number 286 Whoa. on the new This Week rack. Wow. Oh, he, uh, I mean, it is his stated goal. He's not going to stop till he gets the record for most single creator issues. Which is? Yeah. Uh, it's like 300, 300 yeah. something. Yes, uh, Cerebus had the record. We were just mentioning Cerebus because that's a big influence on the Turtles mm-hmm. for Eastman and Laird. Have you read Cerebus? I've read some of it, yeah. I'm but very curious to get into it. It's uh, very indie. It's not, okay. quite, it's not quite my style. The like guy that. did a lot of acid when he wrote it. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a real crazy kind of <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's okay, but I yeah I, I really wasn't into it. But I was also really young when I tried reading it, so it could that could be very well be it. Potentially I just didn't get it at it the time. Definitely just read bone. My interest. Just read bone. I love yeah. bone. Oh my <laughs> fucking god, I love bone. bone. bone I cannot, is the best. You guys should do a bone episode. Yes, we will definitely do. I fucking love bone so yeah. much. I've read the whole thing. Um, and it's the just spin-off. gonna be screaming like, "Yo, that dragon at the end was so cool!" <laughs> <laughs> now there's a CG. I mean, uh, oh my god. All right, 2012 TV series. Now we're jumping to there. All right. Um, uh, 3D rendered computer computer animated TV series. As I mentioned earlier, the Ninja Turtles franchise is sold to Nickelodeon. This is now a Nickelodeon show. Um, Peter Laird uh, essentially, well, what he sold it to Viacom for sixty million dollars. Um, really cool, crazy voice cast. Mm-hmm. Jason Biggs plays uh, the voice of Leonardo. He's which been replaced with Seth Green. Seth Green after season two. Sean Astin. Uh, plays uh, uh, Raphael um, and professional surfer Greg Sipes is Michelangelo. But more importantly, looks like Michelangelo. No, this is what freaks me out the most when I watch clips of the cartoon show. Rob Paulson, who was the original voice of Raphael, is the voice of Donatello. Oh. So while I'm watching it, I'm like, what the? F- why is Donatello Raphael? <laughs> I'm in my 30s. I'm scared of everything. Perfect choice in this casting. Roseanne Barr plays the part of Krang. <laughs> You've got Nolan North playing the aliens, uh, uh, the race of aliens known as the cr- the Krong or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, of course, Playmates Toys, still releasing the toys for this franchise. I like the look of this. It's almost like a cardboard cutouts in a good way. Like, it looks kind of cool. It's they- very stylized CGI. They gave each turtle a more distinctive silhouette. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now Donatello is like a little bit lankier than the others. Raphael is like 
definitively stockier. They they gave them. They definitely emphasized their personalities more. I think it's still going, but it's ending soon. Uh, that's yeah, I think so. Oh my god! And Lego releases a line based on this uh, in 2013 of Ninja Turtles toys. Um, and I think I'm about ready to start talking about the Michael Bay films. I did find it funny that there is a tabletop role-playing game called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness. Um, it's based on the original comic book, actually. And the core rulebook is published by Palladium Books back in 1985. So this is actually before the craze, uh, oh. the cartoon craze. So this is old school. This is like in the know shit. I entered the dojo and I yelled... Cowabunga. <laughs> I, that's, a, that's a success on Cowabunga. I get plus two advantage on all future nunchuck attacks. <laughs> also, I am sad to say that the, speaking of the video games we mentioned earlier, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan, it's a Platinum Games uh, game, and they are fucking fantastic normally. they're Well, they're pretty hit and miss, but... They um, had, going into it, they had such a good record. Oh, absolutely. They, they made uh, the Bayonetta games, uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, and uh, this year's like big hit, Nier Autonomy. Um, which I am going to be playing very soon. I'm very excited to get into that. Also, but but this game apparently sucks a big fat fucking fatty. They wanted to emphasize like this this team play dynamic, even though it was only a single player game. Ah. So so much of the action depends on your other turtle brothers like AI like kicking oh. in when you need him to, and it just does it just not doesn't work. It just doesn't work. If you really want something that's kind of like that in the same sort of uh, genre type, I would recommend they made a Transformers game called Transformers Devastation, which is actually apparently a shitload of fun. Uh, if you like beat, if you like character, act, like if you appreciate the, 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 the warm, the warm comforting blanket of repetitive third person action games, you will love it. So, um, hmm. Yeah, that was pretty much... Yeah, Transformers Devastation? No, near Autonomous. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, every, like, everybody's showing up at Holden's house. We're just going to do yeah. a full stream, and we're just going to like get real quiet during the sexy anime lady yeah, parts. Yeah, fuck it, dude. It is, <laughs> it's got like 26 different endings, and the whole point of the game is that you play it through like seven different times because mm-hmm. the whole entire game changes on each playthrough and so it's and it got gives this, you context or yes, like uh, it's, it's yeah. a very layered story and apparently it's a very very good story um really really cool and i've heard uh the argument for it that it's just one of those stories that can like only exist in games mm-hmm. like that's how good and just in, integrated into the mechanics it is yeah. so i'm very excited to get into it it's one on a laundry list of incredible games that has come out in the year 2017 um, so the Michael Bay films. Now, when this was first mentioned, I was like, "Ugh!" No, I, everybody, bloody murder. Every well, everybody flipped out because um, Transformers was such a betrayal. Transformers was a shit show, and then also this. I guess they announced this in. Oh, where is this? They announced it somewhere that the Ninja Turtles were going to be an alien race and and not have, like, the sewer ooze mutagen transformation. And people shit their fucking ass over it. <laughs> like, people flip the fuck out. Like, yeah. the, oh, it was mentioned at the Nickelodeon upfronts. Um, man, people were mad. They were like, do not fuck with my turtles. Also, I guess it's sort of the Transformers thing. So mm-hmm. it's like, why would you do that? Because you already have the alien race of, like, the, tra- the you know, like, you're just sort of 
making them tra- like transformers and not just sticking to the origin. Um, I will say, <laughs> I'm just going to say this right now. Have you guys been to uh, the, uh, the the Regal Cinema near uh, Union Square recently? Not recently. Not recently. It's it's been years, and they still have a full size Donat Michael Bay Donatello in the lobby, awesome. and it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it is like, and it's really like in, like painted and detailed, and just he's just a shit hanging all over himself, <laughs> and his face looks all fucked up, and he's so big and muscly, and it's upsetting. <laughs> It is upsetting. <laughs> so, so uh, I remember a local comedian, New York comedian, uh, mutual friend Julia John sent an email out to a bunch of people, a lot of people, saying, "Hey, let's get, let's party and watch the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back in uh, when it came out on opening weekend in 2014." And the only person who responded was me, <laughs> and we got, we proceeded to get absolutely grade A trashed and stumbled into the theater and had a fucking incredible time watching this movie. I get it. Michael Bay, whatever, right? Uh There's a lot of opinions. It's fun, man. It's, they did, like, if there's any franchise that they should take and just, just bay it up with, it's totally the fucking Ninja Turtles, man. I had a great time watching this movie. I don't remember half of it. There was a lot of that you know, with the weird, like, slowdown time. Like that they do in Michael Bay movies. It has all that stupid visual trickery and, and CGI out the ass nonsense happening for like two straight hours or whatever, but it was a romp. Just, the, the turtles just look so weird. Sure. How do, how do you feel about uh, Megan Fox's performance? Okay, so that is the one sore spot. I think that I had less of opinion in the first film, mm-hmm. but watching Out of the Shadows, with uh, which I did with Lexi a couple weeks ago, again, we got very drunk. I, ha- I recommend if you are not a sober person, definitely be drunk for this. Um, uh, and if you're bone sober, maybe consider not watching it. But uh, it, we had a great time. We were like, this is, we had so much fun. They they nailed, I didn't want to jump, uh, we'll go back to the first movie, but they nail Bebop and Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. They really do. They did I, a great job. I do, re- I, there's one clip that got me interested in this movie, and that was at a certain point early in the film, uh, the turtle van. Uh, has two mechanical arms swinging giant nunchucks yeah! coming out of the side. Yeah, it's super good. But anyways, you asked me about Megan Fox. So the second film, I was just like, why the fuck is she April O'Neil? It's It makes no sense whatsoever. What's hilarious, too, is the first Ninja Turtles film was actually the first time Bay worked with Megan Fox again after this quote that she made about Michael Bay in 2009. He's like Napoleon, and he wants to create this insane, infamous madman reputation. <laughs> he wants to be like Hitler on his sets, and he is. <laughs> so he's a nightmare to work for, but when you get him away from set and he's not in director mode, I kind of really enjoy his personality because he's so awkward, so... So hopelessly awkward. He has no social skills at all. Holy shit. <laughs> I forgot about that. So, yeah, she was blacklisted. I guess they worked it out. I guess, yeah. I don't know what the fuck, but man, yeah, and there, there's... She's so not right for that part, even though it's not like, you know, I don't know. It, it's it's a pretty low maintenance part, but it would be cool to have somebody in there. I think like Amy Adams would be like a mate, would be my pick, which she would be so great as April O'Neil. There's so many people who would do that better. Emma Stone or like, you know, um, mm-hmm. any anybody who played Mary Jane in any of the Spider-Man films would be great in that part. You know, yeah. and it, Megan, Megan Fox is so flat and just useless in that role. Um, Will Arnett's fun. Uh, in in the films, he's Vern, right? 
Yeah, he's just like the buddy. He's not Casey Jones. Casey Jones is introduced in the second film along with Bebop and Rocksteady and Krang. And Krang's kind of awesome and gross and crazy looking. I mean, it's he's a CGI Brain. entity, but he's fucking great. And they use the actual body suit, like the big robot suit thing too. That the he's homunculus? Like, yeah, that he shoves himself into in a really gross, fun way. Like they do they do it. They go whole hog, I which think, is I what think I we talked about this. Pun intended. It is Bebop. so weird how the Utrams or whatever, like, the idea of a wriggly alien brain thing in the stomach of a robot is it's there in the comics it's there in the cartoons it's there in the like it's it's really important to turtles lore that there's a wriggly alien thing in a robot belly it's just it's fucking weird <laughs> like just as important as the katanas and the sai is brain belly right which by the way i did have the krang with the robot legs and i had the body that you could put krang oh, in oh you rich I, motherfucker I had that, I, yeah I had that one what so good mm-hmm. yeah. man the technodrome i made entire i mean you know i thought of uh, thinking about it about it back then because i was like oh you know now i'm into you know i'm i i act i perform i, I i'm into you know directing and writing and all these things and and i thought back upon my early earliest memories of like when I did stuff with that and it was with these action figures on my floor of my bedroom I would sit and create entire movies yeah. with with all these characters from the turtles I would just spend an entire afternoon you know just just working through storylines and just making my own stuff up you know um and so it actually did have a lot to do with like my earliest uh kind of creative periods but um yeah me and my cousin would just like make little like we would just make each other laugh with them yeah like we just come up with like little characters and voices and try to see if we could make each other like I am the almighty Christ <laughs> I have this one memory of I had the technature amount and everything and I started talking like Shredder mm-hmm. and I will rule the world but I couldn't find Shredder so I had to keep the monologue going because I couldn't find <laughs> and you will all understand and then it just came to a point where I had to give up the monologue <laughs> and right. I just sat in shame as I was just like man where is this fucking toy this is a weird deep cut but do you remember the Shredder figure came with like a cloth like cloak yes and if you it ripped off or if you lost it he just had the weirdest torso i've ever seen in a human form yeah yeah Yeah. i totally remember that google shredder action figure no cloak and just (laughs) look at the wriggly weirdness that was this toy for children don't let your boss see that you did that um and and check it out yep now oh yeah now i remember (laughs) hold on flip the screen yeah just a really skinny way (laughs) and but he also has like old man face too it's that's so weird really yeah they actually if you look at it they actually gave him old man body like old man wrinkles he's kind of wrinkled up and weird yeah so great oh, good for them so going back to the 2014 film I just wanted to mention a couple more things uh, before we wrap that up it's uh, uh, the writers of the original script were Art Markham and Matt Holloway they wrote um, the I- original Iron Man script um, as well as Punisher Warzone which we've yeah. brought up here before and uh, which is fantastic and they wrote that script for one million dollars and then it was of course uh, Hollywooded and completely rewritten it was originally it was considered too edgy uh, so it was rewritten by Josh Applebaum and Andre Nemec. I don't know who those guys are. But anyways, um, I just thought that was kind of neat that they did the original script and that they were paid a million dollars to do it. Yeah, it's a racket. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyways, um, and uh, yeah, you've got Whoopi Goldberg in there. Johnny Knoxville voices Leonardo. Um 
And uh, it's a good time. It made a ton of money. You know, it's pretty, I think it's pretty universally kind of shit on by like the snooty snoots out there. But I say, give yourself a laugh. Watch these, just knowing that they're garbage, watch and have fun with these movies. And honestly- I prefer a nice evening of Hamlet and Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, too, um, Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, I just think that they did such a f- good job. Oh, and uh, Baxter Stockman's played by Tyler Perry, and he does a pretty good job. Really? Yeah. yeah, I don't think he. I, I mean, does he turn alert, into a fly? I was about to say, spoiler alert. I don't believe he does. So okay. I'm hoping for a third one. Yeah, because I want to see a Baxter Stockman turns into a fly kind of. Baxter Stockman was my favorite action figure. Uh huh. Out of he all was of them. awesome. He was so good. Yeah. Um, and and w- uh, one of the best, uh, a really cool boss fight in Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time, uh, one of the greatest beat em ups of all time. It's so crazy. Just what there's some good you if you want good comics there's good Teenage Mutant Turtles in comics if you want some good children's television they're in there you can find it there's even a a pretty arguably good movie with the the one that came out the DIY one that came out in the 90s and then the newer ones that came out and then um, you also have uh, some of the greatest uh, like beat-em-up video games that ever came out Mm -hmm. the Ninja Turtles name is on that it's so bizarre how, how many different angles this franchise is covered and for how fucking long and I mean, is it ever going to go anywhere anymore? It's just tapped into a, such a... As long as there is a need for family-friendly action adventure programming, the Ninja Turtles will, will be there. We went over this last episode. It, 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 it cannot... It, it was made to be a success. It is literally outcast, cool, deadly animals. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's yeah. all you need. And kids love gross. And I just remember... I, I, that's my strongest memory was like... The, all of the characters, like your favorite, which uh, Wingnut or um, yeah, Wingnut, Wingnut. He just looked. That was the bat one, right? Yeah, he looks he, super. He gross. looks so gross and yeah. weird. And there's just something that kids love about that. And actual like slime was so huge back then, all over Nickelodeon and everything. But just having uh, ooze and goo and getting like little canisters of fucking slime oh, was so. My mom great. got so mad at me. Yeah. My mom got so mad at me with that Ninja Turtle zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I fucked up so many things. Because that was it's the just, point it of it. just gummed up everything. Yeah, that was like the I'd point of it. Like, i stuck in the carpet. Like, Marcus! <laughs> <laughs> the whole point was to gross you out your parents. You gooped the carpet again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mama, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I, I don't know if I have anything else, Jake. Do you have anything else you wanted to talk about when it comes to the old Ninja Turtles franchise? Uh, the... Ninja, the Nickelodeon cartoon ended up doing a crossover arc with the 80s Turtles, and that was actually really fun. Huh. They had Gilbert Godfrey do the voice of Krang, <laughs> which <laughs> That's is just amazing. a weird choice. That makes sense. That's amazing. But I don't know how much you guys talked about that in t- the NES game, but I would say that was the most frustrating mm-hmm. game. I, that's the most, most frustrating game since Ghostbusters 2. The timed underwater part. Yeah. I mean, and have you, I told Jake to do this, and I will tell you to do this as well. Look up a full playthrough of that game. Yeah. You, you, your mind will be blown at just like what how it takes to beat that game. It is so hard and so confusing, and it's just like, how would anyone ever know to do this? Also, though, it's like many games of that time, it's just such a weird mishmash of different video, half assed other video game styles and mm-hmm. formats like now it's a side scroller now it's a top down now it's a timed thing swimming now it's, simulator yeah, yeah. It's now just, it's vehicular combat yeah. but they also had a really good side scroller with the uh, the game boy game yes. the, the game boy game was, was an really awesome good. side and I, scroller and I totally mentioned that I remember you could beat it like way too fast mm-hmm. but it was fucking very good I, yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed the the uh, game boy game a lot actually but in games like that like in that era it was I think it was good
good for them to have every once in a while gang because you know if you're playing a Ninja Turtles game you're gonna be a kid because it, it made you feel really good like oh I beat one right right <laughs> awesome totally and uh, I still beat it to this day I recently um, this I mean is, we all still beat it to this day <laughs> <laughs> yeah recently what I went into a barcade with Danny Tamborelli um, and uh, I remember it was not it was so not long ago that it was back when uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy came out so that was only what like a few years ago right mm-hmm. and I remember we watched that movie and then we went to barcade and we we saw that they had the Ninja Turtles arcade game and we walked over and put our quarters in and we didn't walk away until we beat the fucker so mm-hmm. I mean it's still to this day holds up and uh, is a great experience uh yeah, let's take it home. There you go. So I think that's it for us for the Ninja Turtles franchise. We got to go back to the sewer where we live. <laughs> <laughs> I know that this was a inc- very much so requested uh, episode topic, and for good reason. I think a lot of people have, uh, a f- a funnily enough, uh, a close relationship to this uh, this franchise, and I really enjoyed doing it. Um, please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, every little bit helps. It's really it's really doing a lot for us. Thanks to everybody who filled out the Wondery survey that uh, we got uh, a. A lot of great feedback for that, and that's all because of you guys. So thank you for taking the time to do that, Jake. Uh, if you're, uh, you can actually uh, hear us guest on the Drunks and Dragons podcast. Uh, those episodes should still be on the top of their feed when you're listening to this. Yeah, that was super fun. Uh, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Best Jake Young. And you can follow me, uh, get me on Twitch, Holdenator's Ho. It's always a good time on there. Oh, uh, yeah. And see if you can go out there and find some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pies <laughs> filled with vanilla pudding power. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a go at everybody. You can just add food dye to pudding. You're fine. <laughs> For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka golden ticket scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated golden ticket scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine.